Get ready to ignite your passion and unleash your inner innovator. Welcome to the Launch Podcast, the energizing show where we're breaking barriers, building dreams, and sparking positive change in the technology world. Join us on a thrilling ride through cutting-edge technology, visionary insights, and inspiring success stories. From entrepreneurs to founders, from executives to investors, this is your space to empower, create, and embrace the power of community. So buckle up, because together we're fueling the future of innovation right here on the Launch Podcast. Let's rock this journey and land the world of possibilities. Hey, this is Bobby Nims. We're here on the Launch Podcast with our next amazing guest. And I am so excited to talk to her about social impact, the path forward with as being a female founder and guidance for our audience around entrepreneurship and moving things forward in the startup community. I want to welcome Neelima Atchwell, founder of the Female Founders Lab. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, Bobby. It's so great to be on your podcast. So we're so excited to have you. And I think just for our audience who haven't connected with you yet, can you just start by telling us a little bit about your journey and what led you to become a passionate advocate for entrepreneurship and social impact? Sure. So I'm the founder of the Female Founders Lab, which is a coaching accelerator for pre-seed impact founders. And what that basically means is that I work one-on-one with tech founders who are at the early stages of building something that could be really transformational for the world. And so looking at big industries like healthcare and education and food systems, and really thinking through holistically, what is the sort of, what's that little nugget or that little wedge that can be put in the system that can scale and transform millions of lives? And you know, in my career, I've been in the impact venture space for about 15 years across the world, actually, and even been a founder myself. And all of my learnings kind of led me to launch this accelerator because I felt like this sort of support wasn't available in the ecosystem. Yeah, I would love to kind of just go there really quickly. I mean, honestly, looking at your experience and your background as just honestly being a trailblazer from my perspective in the startup world, I think like, let's just start with your inspiration. So, you know, what's driving you behind everything you've done leading up to the Female Founders Lab, but also just like right now? So, you know, was it a milestone? Was it an event? Was it something upbringing? Was it just a sense of always wanting to be your own business owner and being your own entrepreneur? Like, where is this inspiration coming from? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm not one of those people who always wanted to be start a business or, you know, I wasn't really one of those people, but I was very service oriented. And so I think if we want to go back really early, so I went to the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. My parents wanted me to do pre-med, but then I ended up studying abroad in Guanajuato, Mexico. And that changed my perspective entirely. And I was like, wow, there's this like beautiful, creative world and all these people out there. And I want to do something that's more interactive with our systems and the world. So I ended up majoring in econ and Spanish. And basically, my first kind of point where I followed my inspiration was when I was a Kiva fellow right after college in Bolivia. So basically, I was working for a microfinance institution in the Andes and interviewing indigenous women entrepreneurs on their micro businesses. 
and kind of documenting their stories and publishing it online for people to see. And I always say that was kind of the first point because that's when I felt this like calling to go on this quest. And I applied to the fellowship and I got it and I went to this foreign country by myself, you know, and it was so crazy. And it's like my first job was entirely in Spanish, which is, you know, and that was kind of my exposure to the working world. And from there, I was, this is amazing that this space exists where you can be really purposeful, yet also, you know, exercise all of your skills and your talents. And that's kind of what set me on the path of social enterprise. That's amazing. And I just feel like your kind of standard of stereotypical, like, I don't want to be a startup, but then I'm experiencing these things that's driving diversity, it's driving inclusion, it's driving kind of means like a purpose, right? It feels like those experiences as you transition even your major at University of Michigan and then some like immediately sort of this calling for you on some level. Yeah, I think that you know when you feel like really passionate about something and you're like, wow, this thing that I saw online like sparked something in my heart and it's like I want to follow that, right? So I want to kind of stem back to the Founders Lab and, you know, pitch like a goddess and it feels like you're getting all of this attention. And so I think for our audience, it would just be helpful, even with like the pitching workshop and just the overall lab. Can you just elaborate, I think, a little bit more sort of, you know, the concept behind it and then just how it's helping founders? You know, obviously you've had the workshop now, how it's actually helping make material progress, whether it's fundraising or kind of positioning the founder for success. Yeah. So what happens in the startup ecosystem is that basically there's something called pre-seed stage, which is where you have to raise your very first round of capital. But for a tech venture, that can be anywhere from you know, 500,000 to 2 million in order for them to really properly build out their product and get whatever they need to really get rolling in a proper way. And this is like they've probably been trying to do this for a couple of years already and built an initial product and have an advisory board. So that stuff is done, but it's like they need that capital now to move forward. And what happens is that they try to go to these VC funds who all tell them they're too early, right? Come back when you have more traction. They're kind of stuck because it's really hard for them to move forward without that cash. So they apply to accelerators. And so what the accelerators do, first of all, they're extremely competitive. And so you're getting rejected to so many programs while you're also probably getting rejected by customers and trying to keep everything together and manage your team and build this product. So it ends up being a lot. And a lot of times what happens is that one abandons one's vision in the process and feels really hopeless. And so part of what I do is I help them take them out of the noise of the startup accelerator you know, funding ecosystem. And I really bring them back to their vision and their solution for humanity. And I kind of say, look, you didn't quit your job living on no income, no money to buy food or rent. And you didn't do all of this just to play some stupid game inside an ecosystem, right? You did this to impact humanity. And if you really feel like this vision chose you, this is something that is so linked to your personal experience and something that you know so deeply, only you can solve it. You know, why are you letting yourself get distracted by these games? And I truly believe that once you take back your power and you kind of 
And tactically, that means communicating your vision in the way that you really mean it and not in a way that you think that other people will fund you for, right? And, and then being able to tell the stories to bring other people along the journey with you. And if you can hold what I call a strong container like that, where you're able to really showcase who you are and what you're building in an authoritative way, ironically, that's actually what attracts capital in. I feel like that message is going to resonate with all of our audience and certainly does for us here at Launch in terms of just embracing who you are, coming as you are, believing in yourself staying focused on your idea, connecting to the right people right at the right time. And regardless of the capital piece, which here at launch, you don't need it. It's just staying true to the identity of what you're passionate about, which is why you started the startup or probably started your idea to begin with. And I think to your point, there is so much noise or there's these, you know, sort of boxed in ecosystems where again, they're incredibly competitive and just drives that sort of criticism or that rejection piece, which absolutely definitely impacts, I'm sure, lots of startups to not move forward and lots of people to sort of pivot away from what they're passionate about. You know, when I think about your incredibly successful career and where you are, it feels like you are playing such a huge role as like, like a coach, as like a mentor, as this guide, right? Like kind of like this sort of seasoned, trusted person. And I guess being sort of in that space of you know, having your own startup and entrepreneur and founder and now kind of pivoting and some capacity to now the flip side where you are providing that guidance. Can you give us a sense of what that feels like for you and what drives you and what's rewarding and just like the experience of now being successful and now kind of sharing that success and sort of that framework behind the success with others and kind of uplifting others to move forward. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever asked me about the experience of it, which is really cool to reflect on. When I was a founder, so I was building a sex education product for India. So I was tackling a very deep cultural tab taboo. And so it was, you know, it was a really hard journey. And this was after I had run a couple accelerators. So I knew in theory what to do, but it was my first time in the founder's seat. And I know, and like what ended up happening was like, and this happens to everyone, first time founders, is all of your inner stuff just starts getting reflected back to you in terms of partnerships or people you meet or things happening. And so you're doing all of this inner mindset and emotional and spiritual cleansing while you're literally trying to build this thing and bring it to market. So it's like two things, inner and outer, happening at once. And when I was in the throes of that, I felt completely alone because when I was going through, and I got into a bunch of prestigious accelerators, you know, it's like top eight tech venture in India with Techstars Startup Next program. I was on a reality show is like top 12 social entrepreneur in India and, you know, reaching 10 million viewers on the real deal, like reality show, all this stuff, like all this glam. But it's like on the inside, it was so hard because I felt like I just had to push harder and push harder and spray and time was running out and money was running out and my team was relying on me and I had to get this product out there because the the world needed it. And like, we need to make this happen. And I, that sort of a pressure cooker obviously is not sustainable. And I completely burnt out in the middle of this. I was actually in one of the these accelerators, like when I burnt out. And, <laughs> and I had to just take off for a few days and like go to the beach and literally shut off all my devices. But 
it's it takes a mental, emotional, physical, like literal toll on you to to burn at that pace. And that's what's ex- tacitly, you know, that's what's expected of startup founders because that's the culture that Silicon Valley has built. And that's not relevant to the new paradigm. So what I realized in that process was that what I was building was so big. And in three years, I secured a partnership to scale my product to 600,000 youth across India with one of the largest corporations in the country. And so that was a quantum outcome, right? I didn't have to grind like that to achieve that one partnership. But in my mind, I thought that's what I had to do. And so when I came full circle and I took a sabbatical after that experience, I was like, there's a sustainable way to build these huge systems change ventures. And it's through trusting the process and trusting yourself and not listening to the ecosystem like culture of how you're supposed to do it. And you can actually quantum leap and jump your milestones like coming from that space. And that was such a revelation for me because it goes against everything that our culture has taught us. And I got that insight. I told you I went to the beach. So this is like, there's a place called Goa in India, which is a very spiritual place. And it's actually just all beaches. And I went there the first time I burnt out. I went there for like three days. But then the second time I burnt out, I went there and I just stayed there for like two months. And I literally had this whole inner journey where this whole like unraveling where I was like, this isn't the way to do it. Show me how it's supposed to be done. And I discovered that, you know, a bigger part of the story, but I realized that I was leading, there was masculine and feminine energy inside me and that I had been taught just to utilize my masculine and not my feminine. And that revelation is kind of then later what set the foundation for the female founders love. So inspirational. And, you know, obviously here at Launch and myself, we absolutely agree. What we know that path to be with Silicon Valley, what has been sort of there existing, existing, you know, in society isn't necessarily the best, isn't necessarily the right path. And quite frankly, right, everyone should kind of shepherd their own path forward. And to your point, the ability to kind of scale, to go across multiple milestones more seamlessly particularly with something you're passionate about more easily, should be the path. People should have access. People should have the opportunity to validate their idea in the community. People should be able to move their idea forward without necessarily having to make a pitch or to travel or get in front of a hedge fund group. So to your point, we really align there. And I'm glad you're able to get some spirituality going to a beach. I feel like for me, I'm more aligned with hiking and canoeing. And that's where for me personally, unless in my journey with launch, I found those times where again, burnout is real. And like any startup or for any founders or for any entrepreneurs out there listening, we're there with you. And it's part of that experience obviously shapes and evolves who you are as a founder. But at the same time with your programs and workshops or a platform like launch, our goal here is to Make it easier. Let you find yourself. Provide what you know only what you need to move your idea forward and be successful. So, but I want to touch on really quick your, the transformative education start you had in India and sort of societal challenges and social impact. And to your point, you know, six hundred thousand use the impact you had 
And obviously, you know, there's a community, there's a family, there are personal connections there. I just, I want to just touch on like the emotional side there with you and like say, listen, as you reflect at a glance and like think about your, just what you've done and actual impact of kids and use and women, right? What does that feel like for you? You know, growing up and defining what success is, I'm looking at this and I'm like, she has to feel really proud. The people around have to feel a sense of pride with the accomplishments and the impact you've had societally. So we can just touch a little bit more on back in India, your program, and just what that meant for you. And what does it mean for you today? Yeah. So back in 2013, there was a highly publicized rape case in Delhi. And it spurred protests across the entire country. So it was this watershed moment years before Me Too happened in Hollywood, right? So that was the watershed moment for India. And I was there at the time. I was running an accelerator program for an incubator in India. And I knew that I had this solution because I saw everybody just knee-jerk looking at legislation or making safety apps. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can like heal and transform kids from the inside out and change their behaviors and attitudes. And I know how to do it, right? And I know how to create the exact intervention that can create the shift in kids so that they don't grow up to have the wrong attitudes and behaviors. At the very beginning, it was crazy to me like that nobody else was trying to do that. And then later on, I realized it was because that was my gift. But like, you know, just as a young idea stage founder, I was like, how is no one doing this? It's so obvious to me. So I quit my job at the accelerator and I was like, hey, I'm going to work on this. And it took months and months for me to channel myself to actually get, create something and get it out. Right. And so that process was crazy. And so by the time I actually got I built the entire product, and you know, had some team had my initial contract and like I had built the entire product and was finally piloting it in a school. It was at least like a year and a half since I quit my job. And I remember just piloting our, so you're waiting like a month, a year and a half to even see if this spark of a thing will work. And I'm piloting this program in a Teach for India school. Teach for India is like Teach for America. It's like some low-income slum school in Mumbai. Very chaotic, very crowded. And they had called us in to run this program because they're like, we're having so much behavioral issues with the boys. And they're, you know, harassing the girls. They're harassing the teachers. We can't teach. It's complete chaos. Like, we need your sex ed program. So we were piloting. We piloted the entire course there. And at the end of the course, we did a focus group. And one of the boys said, and they were bursting with gratitude. These 13-year-old kids, they were like, thank you for coming to our school. Nobody would have come in and taught us all of this. We would not have had access to this. And they know this because they have like friends at other schools and stuff like that. And I remember a boy was like, before I used to think it was right to force a girl at any cost. And after you taught us about consent, I realized that that's completely wrong and I'm never going to do that again. And in fact, I'm educating all the other boys in the school about consent as well. And then, you know, and girls were telling us, like, we didn't used to come to school when we were on our periods. And now we know it's all natural and clean and like we're speaking up more and we're coming to school. 
and we don't feel afraid. And what actually was so amazing was that six months later, we went back into the same school and we walked in and the teachers just all stood up. We were doing a teacher training. We walked in, the teachers all stood up and started clapping when we walked in. First of all, it was so hard to even convince the principal for us to run the program there. And I was like, what is happening? And they said, our eighth grade classroom has completely changed. They're the most respectful, empathetic kids in the entire school. And we don't know what you did, but like, thank you for that. <laughs> and so that was the moment where I was like, it works. Like it actually, the thing that came through me had an end in sight. It actually did what I thought it would do. And that's the point at which you really realize your power and then you have the overwhelming task of owning your power. Amazing. I think there's definitely founders in startups who are looking to make a social impact. They're facing challenges and breaking taboos or addressing sensitive issues. And I guess like, what's your message to them? So it's the journey is a lot bigger than it seems when you're in right now, when you're building in the weeds. And so it's like completely not possible for you to zoom out to the level for you to see the big picture in the next five to 10 years. And as the world is going to dramatically shift as well, right? It's like the world, the, even the, you know, the world is not going to be the same. It's going to receive you in a different way. So if you're just at the beginning stages of building something really big for the world, this is actually your time to be as secluded as you can from noise and just create, you know, just create and create. And the money comes, you know, like the capital flows when you're ready and it's your job to kind of get yourself to that readiness. No, we really appreciate it. So I guess for our audience who's interested in learning more about you or your pitch like a goddess workshop or understanding more around the goddess leadership approach or getting engaged with you, how should they get in touch and where can they get more information? Yeah. So check out the femalefounderslab.com and I offer a complimentary 30-minute session for founders who are interested in coaching. So you can sign up for a call on my website and I would love to connect. Or follow me on LinkedIn if you want content. <laughs> you know, we're so excited that our paths cross, our milestone around the corner of having our, our app available, you know, in the Apple store and just in general connecting to female founders, your message resonates and connects. And so I'm hopeful we can find some time with you on a future podcast and maybe even bring a panel of some of, of our founders from our audience to kind of maybe ask you questions and get more guidance on how to lead a successful startup and potentially startups making a societal impact. What you've done in this community here and obviously overseas in India, just absolutely incredible and inspirational. And I feel like your message of yes, you can, and your message to move things forward and you are where you are, where you should be and don't give up is absolutely inspiring. So we absolutely appreciate your time today. Great. Thanks so much, Bobby. All right. Thank you. I want to thank our audience and all the trailblazers out there for joining us on the exhilarating journey through the world of technology and innovation. Remember, the power to change the game is in your hands. Stay charged, stay inspired, 
and keep breaking barriers because we're just getting started on this launch journey with all of these startups. Join us next time for another episode filled with sparks of brilliance and boundless opportunities. And until then, keep dreaming big, stay curious, and keep pushing the boundaries. Together, we'll shape a future that's brighter, bolder, and more inclusive. Keep that energy high and see you on the next episode of the Launch Podcast. Be well.